Women entrepreneurs make a significant contribution to the Indian economy. However, access to formal finance is crucial barriers to the growth of women-owned businesses. I'm Jongwon So from the Asian Development Bank Institute, and this month I'll have a discussion with Renana Jafala, the president of Seva, the Self-Employed Women's Association. She will explain the policy tool that the Indian government has been implementing to formalize women's economic participation, and her experience with Seva in utilizing bridge institutions to connect women entrepreneurs and formal banking sector. Hi, Renana. Thank you for joining Asia's Developing Future. Can you briefly explain the status of women's economic participation in India? The official data says less than 25% of the women are working in economic activities, which is very low compared to the rest of the world for a middle-income country. In fact, women are participating far more in economic activities than the official data show us. The perception of the work that women do is of reproductive work rather than productive work, whereas in fact they're doing much more productive work. Women do not get the skills, the technology, because they're not acknowledged as workers. They don't get the finances. Therefore, their earnings remain very low. In fact, women remain at the bottom of the economic pyramid. Men earn two and a half times more than women. Similarly, in asset ownership. Women's asset ownership is also very low. The major asset, say, in the rural areas is agriculture land, and only 12% of agriculture land is owned by women. If you look at enterprises, only 20% are women-owned. And if you look at digital assets, there is a 40% difference in ownership of smartphones and internet usage. Well, if the gender gap is this prevalent, in what form do women in India participate in economic activities? 20% of all enterprises are owned by women. 56% of women are self-employed. Self-employed can vary from a very small subsistence type of self-employed, where you're practically earning nothing, to entrepreneurs who own large enterprises. We like to think of all of them as potential entrepreneurs or what we are calling micro-entrepreneurs. Even the 20% is very small. And it's there in all different fields, running childcare centers, providing catering services, production, garments, stitching, food products, even finance. A lot of women do a lending business. So it's there in almost every field are these small enterprises. And a lot of them are home-based production. They use their own home, not only for living, but also for production. This is very common. They are often confined to their homes and therefore their production also, the earning capacity is also within the homes. I see. Um, Let's go deeper into the topic of women's entrepreneurship in India. What kind of challenges do women face to grow their businesses? Enterprise survives through two different methods. One is through resilience. All enterprises face internal as well as external barriers and shocks. And if they have no resilience, they collapse. When enterprise is very small, 80% of these micro-enterprises or women-owned enterprises are less than $12,000 a year turnover, then the resilience is also low. 
The other issue that faces women is the productive and reproductive work gets blurred. Women's role is childcare, especially when the child is small. And without any support for childcare, her hours of work are restricted. The more her hours of work are restricted, the more her income is restricted and the less resilient she is. The other side is growth. The factors that help enterprises to grow are access to finance, changing markets, and some form of hand-holding in entrepreneurship. In India and in many other countries, access to finance depends on size and formality. Most of these enterprises are unregistered. They do not really have access to banks. And when you don't have access to formal sector banks, what is an alternative? An alternative is money lenders where the interest rates are very high. Um, please unpack more about the unequal access to capital and gender-specific barriers. Is this because women systematically end up with small and informal businesses? As I said, 56% of women are doing some form of entrepreneurship. A, the gender gap doesn't remain as large. Their earnings increase and they become better entrepreneurs. And they become more resilient on the one hand and grow on the other. Many different initiatives can be done and are being done. One initiative I think that's very important is finance. Let me explain what the financial system in India is. For large enterprises, the banks, both private sector and public sector, sector give loans for all kinds of enterprises. And in fact, many women's enterprises also get loans, although there is discrimination against women's enterprises, even when they're large enterprises, even when they're formal enterprises. But when you come to small enterprises, which is, of course, by far the majority, and 80% of women's enterprises are less than $12,000 a year turnover, very small. They often are unable to access the bank. Why? One, the banks require them to have a business plan and they do not have the capacity to make these business plans. Two, they often don't keep good records on accounts and the banks need records and accounts. Three, the banks also need income tax statements. And because these enterprises are so small, they fall under the income tax net. Because of these reasons, the banks are often unable to reach out to these women or these women are able to reach the banks. There is another stream of finance in India, which is called microfinance. And there, groups of women are able to get finance. However, the amount of finance they can get is very small, and they would need much more. So these two major streams of finance are unable to provide the required amount for these enterprises. Well, how can we overcome this? Can women entrepreneurs get training to prepare all the requirements for banks and try to formalize their loans? In fact, this can be overcome by what we are calling bridge institutions, which prepare enterprises to access formal finance. Our organization have our own bank, Seva Bank, a women-owned bank, as well as gives loans to these women. And they have devised many ways in which you can understand the kind of collateral these women have, help them form business plans, help them to write out their accounts, and then give them loans. So what we need are 
bridge institutions which link enterprises to formal financial institutions. The second major thing that we find, an initiative which has been more active in India than anywhere else, is what we are calling collective enterprises. So these women, they come together, pool their resources and pool their knowledge and often pool their markets and they form a different enterprise. A very common example of this is what has been promoted all over India in the name of self-help groups, where 10, 15, to 25 women come together and pool their savings and take loans for their own small enterprise. This is very common and this has been promoted by the Indian government and it is a very successful. Another type of collective enterprise that has been promoted by organizations like Seva are enterprises where women get together and register a formal enterprise. This can be in the form of cooperative for finance, savings and lending cooperatives, artisan cooperatives, cooperatives for stitching and garments and textiles, food product cooperatives, catering cooperatives. And these women, they work together and working together, they are able to access formal finance and at the same time reach larger markets. Another new form of collective enterprise that has been promoted by the government is something called the farmer producer organization. And these companies bring together women who are in agriculture. They form their own farmer producer company and are able to jointly buy inputs like seeds, fertilizers, pesticides, and therefore reducing the price of the input and are able to jointly sell their grain or their vegetables into the markets, they're able to get to a better priced market rather than sell off small amounts to local contractors. So this whole idea of a collective enterprise is a very important idea that we have. These are all inspiring ideas that other parts of Asia can learn from India's experiences. How can we further enable women-owned enterprises in India? Childcare is a very important area where women are engaged and therefore have less time and energy for their productive work. Seva runs its own childcare centers and we find that their earnings go up by 50% and their access to markets and their access to finance also goes up. These are the areas that we need to address as far as India is concerned. We find that in many of the Southeast Asian countries, there are some very good childcare care facilities, which are very low priced and sometimes free and run by government. And where women are able to access the child care facilities, they are able to be more productive. Similarly, in many of the Southeast Asian countries, the health facilities are excellent. And that, again, is something we can learn. So I think as far as women's entrepreneurship is concerned, Asian countries can learn something from us and on child care and health care, we can learn a lot from them. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.